Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Kapinski. I found an article about the situation we are all living in today with the loss of common sense. Now, generally, I don't like to read. I just like to speak from my heart, but this is too good to pass up. Here we go. Today, we mourn the passing of a beloved old friend, Common Sense, who has been with us for many years. No one knows for sure how old he was since his birth records were long ago lost in bureaucratic red tape. He will be remembered as having cultivated such valuable lessons as knowing when to come in out of the rain, why the early bird gets the worm, life isn't always fair, and maybe it was my fault. Common sense lived by simple, sound financial policies. Don't spend more than you can earn. And reliable strategies. Adults, not children, are in charge. His health began to deteriorate rapidly when well-intentioned but overbearing regulations were set in place. Reports of a six-year-old boy charged with sexual harassment for kissing a classmate. Teens suspended from school for using mouthwash after lunch, and a teacher fired for reprimanding an unruly student only worsened his condition. Common sense lost ground when parents attacked teachers for doing the job that they themselves had failed to do in disciplining their unruly children. It declined even further when schools were required to get parental consent to administer sun lotion or an aspirin to a student but could not inform parents when a student became pregnant and wanted to have an abortion. Common sense lost the will to live as the churches became businesses and criminals received better treatment than their victims. Common sense took a beating when you couldn't defend yourself from a burglar in your own home and the burglar could sue you for assault. Common sense finally gave up the will to live after a woman failed to realize that a steaming cup of coffee was hot. She spilled a little on her lap and was promptly awarded a huge settlement. Common sense was preceded in death by his parents, truth and trust, by his wife, discretion, by his daughter, responsibility, and by his son, reason. He is survived by four stepbrothers. I know my rights. I want it now. Someone else is to blame. And I'm a victim. Not many attended his funeral because so few realized he was gone. If you still remember him, pass this on. If not, join the majority and do nothing. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Zapinski. I actually spoke with Liami Lawrence last week. 
and I recorded the interview. I'm going to play it for you because it was it was really great to speak to this guy. Um, he has a very very interesting view of Aliyah. He made Aliyah when he was 50, um, about 12 years ago. I'm, I might be a little off with that, maybe 10 years ago. And he says a, a lot of very helpful information. So um, I'm playing it for you now. Here we go. But I want to be able to pronounce your name right. Is it Liami? <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. Liami, Liami. It's nice. It's Hebrew. It means my nation or my people belong to me. Yeah, yeah. I get it. But at this point in my life, you could call me like jerk. And I'll <laughs> hey, you. I don't, <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't really care. I, I answer to anything. Yeah, fair. So. Yeah, fair. <clears throat> there. Um, I'm, I'm really happy you told me to look up, to look you up. Um, yeah, there's a lot this out is there. There's a You're... lot of information, and, and, and trust me, because I've been in the media, you know, that's why I said look me up, because you're going to find. I'm not your normal person, so, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, <clears throat> I come that's... out of left field for a lot of people. Oh, well, so. good, good. It's I, I'm I've been looking for you. Let me let me put it that way. I have so many people who um, are the same. You know, I it's not nice to say, but a lot of people grew up in the yeshiva world or a very Zionist world, and they come to Israel when they're in their 30s or in their 40s, and I'm like, well, why, you know, what took you so long? You you had that all around you. Why haven't you come sooner? You are different. You came from a yeah, very... I probably taught, I'll probably be able to talk to... You you know you're not we're not recording yet right or we're recording are? oh this is going on okay. yeah we're recording okay. I'm, I'm gonna do the intro and everything on my own because this is too good to, okay. to play around with all right so let's just talk okay yeah so first of all I'll tell you how Kipolim got started and one of the proudest things I am about Kipolim is that we on our Facebook sorry Facebook group we have forty five thousand Olim from 100 countries in a closed Facebook group. It's called Kipolim and Israel Movement. And the beauty of it is we put all Olim together. So people ask me, what's my proudest thing? That we could put Haredim, who are not supposed to have computers, with part Jewish Olim and secular Olim and religious Olim and Russians and Argentinians and French and Indians and Americans and Australians, and we put them all together, that's what we're about. We're a post-Aliyah NGO for all Olim. So we don't care where you're from, we help you. As long right. as you have a 2 dot And so, as you can see, my board is very diverse. So the most proudest thing I have is that half of the group is religious, and obviously I'm not, I'm very spiritual and I've gotten closer to religion here because I do to fill in a few times a week, especially we pray every week for, we have a refuah list every Friday in Kipolim. That's and nice. So I do the Mim Mishaberach prayer on Sunday for them. All right. So just, uh, so for people listening, um, what Liami is, is saying, this refuah uh, is basically to your health. It's what you say when someone's ill, and you pray for these people, and it's very nice. We have a lot of sick people, and it's beautiful because all our events are kosher, so everybody could feel welcome. Good. So if, if you 
are a religious lady from, you know, Beit Shemesh. Um, you're just as equally feel at welcome at home at our one of our events because you don't have to worry. Oh my God, is the food kosher? Right. Every <clears throat> my board is very diverse, and um, so let me you know, let me ask yeah. you how you said you. I, I want to talk about a little bit how you got started because you're a big, pretty big force today, forty five thousand followers and a board. Um, you you told you told me earlier when we were talking that you were in Israel for something like nine, 10 months and you had packed up and ready to go. It was just not, it was just horrible yeah. here. So tell, tell me what I happened. Came, I came here from Beverly Hills and I moved to Schitt's Creek, Israel. I'm joking. And um, after 10 months, I couldn't find a job. Now I came when I was age 50 and everybody said, Oh, don't worry because of all my contacts. I used to uh, do the PR for the Israeli consulate in Los Angeles. And I did PR for lots of celebrities and had a radio show and I had a newspaper column, but I couldn't find a job here. So I told my friend I was leaving and he said, don't go quietly. You got a big mouth. Tell all of Israel how you feel. A dejected Ole that tried his best and nobody lifted a finger to help. So I went on Facebook in 72 hours, we had like two, 3,000 people. In a week and a half, uh, about 8,000. And Haaretz contacted me because, <coughs> excuse me, they remembered that I did something in Israel 25, 30 years ago. And they connected it and just said, wow, this is a story. They put it on the front page co- cover. And then everybody contacted me. And my partner, Svika Griver, who's a lawyer in Israel, he's Bukhari, his parents come from Russia. Um, he said, why don't we make a nonprofit and actually help Bolim instead of people just fetching? Because <laughs> fetching don't do no good. Right. But if right. we all join forces together and be different because you have ACI or NFS for Americans, you have Telfed for South Africans, you have um, different organizations like Qualita for the French, but nobody all together. Yeah. And we, Ipolim, changed the driving license law. That's why it's very easy to convert your driving license. That was Speaker Griver that did Ooh. that. He went to the yet. Very nice. And, you know, that's one of the things that Ipolim did with our advocacy program. So we do all these programs with basically no money. We have Tikva for a lean mental health program. We have mental health counseling in 15 languages. This is all chesed. We have 50 therapists. Okay, so you mean you have people volunteering their services, these volunteer therapists, volunteers. We have Uh a whole huge program called Tikva for a It's run by Dr. Robert Lubin and Susan Cohen. And the we have a therapist that speaks 15 languages. We have 110. Let me repeat this. In the last two years, we have had now 110 lone soldiers before, during, and after the Army receiving free counseling in 15 languages. Wow. Very nice. It, it's incredible. People call us. We've had so many suicide crisis interventions. We are... 
here for Auto Lima and doing things that nobody else does. We have a food program called People Lim Feeds Olim. It started a year and a half ago during Corona when we found out 50 Russian loan soldiers didn't have what to eat. They were right before the army. And it's expanded now. We've given in the last 15 months 160,000 shekels worth of food to almost 400 families and lone soldiers across Israel. It don't matter if you're Haredi or if you were once married to a Jew or your grandfather was a Jew. We don't care if you. So you don't. So good. You don't. You don't turn anybody down. That, that's what I'm hearing from you. Only um, if you do not help yourself. We've got an 18 homeless people, 18 homeless olim off the street. We found shelter. We found care. We we got people jobs, but it has to be where you help yourself. If somebody's mm-hmm. on drugs or alcohol, we can't help you because you mm-hmm. got to help yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. You need to go to seek treatment. But the people that seek treatment, I mean, that's just one of the things. We have so many programs. When you first come here as an Ola, Svika has a program. That's my co-founder. He reads free legal contract reviews for all that is so that is so great that is such a first time you mess up is with signing contracts you have no idea what you're signing right right you have no one to ask yeah you have no one to ask you sign a contract for work and some jobs you can't just quit and walk away you're responsible so svika reads these contracts we have a resume program. We have Bikor Cholim, which is a program that's kind of been mostly suspended due to Corona, but we have 300 volunteers across the country visiting, taking care of, driving, translating papers to Olim that are sick. We even have them cook for them, clean for them, do everything for them. These are, you know. So, who are your volunteers, Leamir? Uh, are your volunteers also Olim, mostly Olim? Yes, yes. This is Olim for Olim. You know, we're our own community, and we're Olim for Olim. Olim need to do for themselves for Olim. Right. Like, the government's not going to do anything. Right. You know, that's why people call us. You're allowed 15 sessions through Kupat Olim of mental health counseling. But good luck trying to find one that speaks English or Spanish or Portuguese. Right. What you get is uh, um, right. uh, <laughs> I, I, there you go. I know. No, I know. Don't jump the bridge, okay? And uh, we try to help you. No, this is not. This is not helping them. So we have counselors who are like you, who speak one of your languages. Mm-hmm. And now we just started something really new and amazing program. We just announced it two days ago. So I'll announce it on your show for the first time. We are starting a health and wellness division under the amazing Dr. Devorah Asher, who is an Ola from America. We will be right back with more Returning Home. Stay with us. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Returning Home. We're continuing our talk with Liami Lawrence, who started to keep Olim in Israel. And he was just telling us about a donation of an apartment home um, they recently received where they're going to be hosting groups. He's telling us a little bit about that now. We're going to start having Shabbatons for like four to six soldiers a week with a therapist and eating gourmet food in a gourmet penthouse setting. And they could bond with each other. Because a lot of times, Olim, after the army, the lone soldiers who have post-traumatic stress disorder, they don't have many friends because after the army, it's a different way of life. All their friends scattered. Some went back abroad, some went to travel. A lot of them are lost. So this is something that the first few programs, Shabbaton, are just going to be for them. Others may be for victims of terror. Keep believing we change and save lives every day. Well, that's wonderful. You told me something earlier. I, I just came to mind um, that you said I, you partner um, Olim with an Israeli. Did I misunderstand that? Yeah, we have a program that's been suspended because we some of our programs due to Corona have been suspended. Um, especially a lot of our events, although we did a huge Hanukkah party three weeks ago or four weeks ago with Rabbi Ariel Constantine of uh, Tel Aviv's International Synagogue. Um, we had over 300 people dancing in the rain outside. It was awesome. <laughs> Even right. if the police came. You know, if the Popo comes to a synagogue party, you know it's a good party. Yeah, yeah. What, so, what, what was I, but did, did you understand my so, question? Oh, what you were talking about is a program that we have. It's on the shelf right now. It's on hold due to Corona, but it's, um, it, it's, it's a program where we match Israelis to Olim. And the prototype, our, our first program, the guinea pig program, I forgot the word, uh, was with Takli, the, the, Birthright. The Israeli volunteers of Takli. Uh-huh. You know, the Israelis that staff the buses. Ah, okay, okay. But so we thought, and Takli, um, you know, wants to and still be a partner with us. However, you know, with Corona and whatnot, we just, we, we did a, a trial and we have to refine it. And that, that's a very good idea. Corona, that- that, that, we will but, get this back up. Yeah, yeah. But, that, you that's know, good. due to Corona, a lot of things just stopped. Yeah. So we more concentrated on the inner problems of Olim because, you know, because making events is hard. So I don't want to start dealing with green passes because, you know, you have people in the group that are not vaccinated 
and you have people who are vaccinated and people fighting, and this is not what we want. So we just want everybody to be able to come to an event safely, free from Corona. So God willing, we could start doing many, many more events together. Because I don't think events on Zoom work so good. No, no, no. I, I wasn't referring to events on Zoom. I was referring to what I thought was a very good idea, um, which you just explained to me, taking an Israeli, partnering with an Ole, and kind of helping them and being their buddy. And I think that's, yeah, that's very... Called an adopt, that's called an Adopt an Ole program. And we're partnering with Taklid. It, we did the... You know the well. That that just seems like a natural, smart way to go to to combat a lot of the issues that Olim have. You know, we had a family. Olim have so many issues. Yeah, Olim yeah. Come here. Yeah. You know, so unprepared. You know, people look at me. You see, people I think relate to me because I'm like one of the Olim. I am one of the Olim. Yeah. I had a nice life in Beverly Hills. I made Aliyah and it fell flat on my face. I had no money for food. I was getting Olim food when you go into my refrigerator, there was nothing. My neighbors, my friends saw that they have nothing. Some just said, I have to go out for a smoke, be back in 10 minutes and filled up my refrigerator. It happened three times. <laughs> so I'm very aware. My landlord at the time said, I told him I'm leaving because I have no money to pay the rent and I'm going back to America. He said, no, you'll owe us money. We made Aliyah from Chile. This is your home. You will you will get through. Wow. And you'll pay us when you can. The thing is, what keeps me here is my purpose in life is to help Olim. So I'm one of the Olim. My salary is not, I'm not, like a, I'm not a big fancy executive. The first year and a half of Keep Olim, I worked for free mm-hmm. because... You know, we run, we started as a grassroots organization, tapping into something that was so needed. And now, you know, we're growing. And we just applied for our 46A status, which is tax deductible status. Um, Let me ask you this, just for our listeners uh, to kind of look for, (laughs) put put myself in their shoes. When Olim come to Israel today, um, what is their biggest challenge? What do you get most? What, what, who, who turns to you the most? So people come, and I ain't blaming, I ain't going to come down hard on Americans, but I am right now because I'm one of y'all. So y'all come unprepared and thinking, I'll give you an example. The average salary in Israel is 8,000 shekels a year. I mean, a month. I apologize. Now, in American dollars, that's maybe $2,000 and change, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, when I first came here, I wanted to thank my friends. So I take them to a nice restaurant, my Israeli friends, and there would be like, why you just spent 400 shekels? I'm like, because in American dollars, that's $100. It's nothing, right? Mm Because I came with American money. Mm Mm-hmm. But now when you try taking somebody out at a 400 shekel bill, when it's only 7,000 shekels, you make a month. You can't do it. So that's the first thing. When you come here on vacation thinking, wow, I could afford this. I'm going to have a nice life. Really? Because try living on on your pilot trip, 7,000 shekels, and see if you could do it. Because that's basically how you're going to live here. Right. You know, people, Americans run to Tel Aviv, run to Jerusalem. 
I guess because it's exciting, especially if you're young. But can you afford it? Tel Aviv is the most expensive city in the world. It just got, um, you right. know, the statistics yeah. just came out. So really, how are you going to afford it? Do you speak Hebrew? So if you're planning to move to Israel, go to YouTube, go to a Opon, hire an Israeli in the States, start learning Hebrew. It's embarrassing, you know, when you go to Opon and you don't know Hebrew from Chinese. Right. You know, like at least know the, how the letters look, something. <laughs> prepare. Because yeah. Prepare. Yeah. You know, like Opon ain't the panacea. I've been in six Opons. Right. And I'm still illiterate. Any Borva Amaaretz, I could say it fluently in Hebrew that I am illiterate. Yeah. So, so it's it, it, it it's hard. So that's one thing. Learn Hebrew. Come with money. Come with prepared. If you if you may, and come with a plan, not just one plan, like three plans. Right. Because one plan is probably not going to work out. You 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 know you make plans and God laughs. Mm -hmm. You know. You have to have a few plans. Now, I thought I was going to come here and be a personal trainer for a while because I was a celebrity trainer in, in Los Angeles. I thought I could be a masseuse. I thought I could do this. I didn't know I was going to get injured and sick the first few months I was here. So I couldn't do any of that. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So all the plans, I thought I'd work in PR. I never thought that I'd be running a nonprofit. <laughs> but... And, and, you know, like, it, it's amazing what we just accomplished because every time I'm ready to throw in a towel, um, something happens. A big donation comes in because we exist literally from Hashem, shekel by shekel. We don't get government funding. We only rely on donors and... You know, we are here for everybody, for all the lean. And the, the whole thing is we, do, we, you know, we do everything from chesed. And I that's, think that's uh, what blesses us. It does. It know? does. It does. It does. When, when you give, uh, you can see that all through life in all kinds of aspects. When you're having a hard time, give, do. You know, you have an address to go to. If you make Aliyah and fall on your face. Right. And you're not you, going to get, you're not going to get ignored. You're not going to get ignored, but you're also going to get a slap in the face for me because I was there, you know, right. like it's good to help. You can't after how long could you have a pity party? Right. So right. you really have to be strong. We had to go to three banks this morning. The bank manager was on vacation and the bank wouldn't do, nobody in the bank could do what we wanted to do, which was just send a transfer of money. So I'm just saying you have to have a lot of thick skin in Israel to put up with it. It's not Beverly Hills. It's not, hi, how are you? Have a nice day. Right. Can I help you, please? Right. Okay. Right. It's like, you know, that's what especially your Anglo audience needs to understand for if, if, if it's gonna if you're gonna get angry because there's no please and no thank you and the waiter doesn't come after 10 minutes this probably ain't the country for you or you need to take a xanax or something you know yeah. like it's yeah. it, it's hard now what do you get out of this country you're part of history you're living the jewish dream 
of coming here and living in a land our ancestors dreamed about. If you're telling me you don't have a job and that's the only reason you're leaving the country, we'll find you a job. It may not be the best job. You may not be the CEO. If you make an effort, we will help you. We will hold your hand, but you have to make an effort. And you, if you have an attitude, no, I don't want to do that. You know, we have people that clean houses with many degrees. There's nothing shameful to cleaning a house. Stick around. We'll be right back. Are you tired of political correctness and the fear that you might offend someone? I'm not afraid to offend you. Wow, look who's talking tough. One has to be tough to keep sane today. Hi, I'm Alan Skorsky. And I'm Bela Seabrow. And join us every Wednesday for The Definitive Wrap as we interview the most sought-after guests and expose progressive trends that masquerade as enlightenment but actually destroy our freedoms. We are the No Wolf Zone, so buckle up for this exciting show. Buckling up, but I'm driving. (laughs) Sure, you can drive, but I'm the navigator. Tune in for the no-nonsense, the definitive rap show, every Wednesday on Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome back to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. We're finishing our, our talk now with Liami Lawrence, who founded the group on Facebook, Keep Olim in Israel. It is a movement. It is a nonprofit. This group is connected to Olim, all Olim from all over the world, and helps them for all kinds, offers all kinds of services, really, really, um, has, has really taken off and filled a very important need. Um, as you heard, helping lone soldiers after they get out of the army to feeding families and other programs as well. Um, so we're continuing our talk now with Liami. Americans have a hard time here. I will, I will say that. And many do go back a lot more than people admit and a lot more than a lot of organizations admit. And that's well, what we've been saying. And if we just work, you know, everybody works, the Jews are coming home, the Jews are coming home, but no one's keeping them home. Well, you know, you're saying a couple of things here. You're saying they have to try and they have to be prepared. And, you know, when you come here your whole life and you said it so perfectly, um, I was never a tourist here, really. But you you described it really very well when you said you come here and you spend 400 shekels on dinner and it's no big deal to someone visiting. Well, nobody lives that way. or And if they do, then they're doing very, very well. But correct, you, you, you have to do a shift in your mind. You have to, you know, some things are more expensive here. This some things not, are less this expensive. This is not America. This right. is not London. This is not Paris. Right. You chose to move to Israel. It's a Middle Eastern country. Manners ain't that much there. But the person that kicks you on the ground because he pushes you will also invite you for Shabbat dinner and fix you up with their son or daughter. It, it's very different. Nobody's yeah. alone here. You have to choose to be alone here. We don't understand the Israeli culture of, of of being loud and aggressive and obnoxious, but that's it. And and we're Americans. We could be louder and more obnoxious than anybody else. 
but it's got to be done right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Um, Look, I mean, we are foreigners here, and it just takes time. And we'll, you know, some of us will never be Israeli, and our kids will and be. That's and that's okay. And yeah. That, and that's okay. You know, a lot of people, they're afraid to make mistakes speaking Hebrew. Right. You have 50-year-old ladies crying in Old Palm because the teacher says, what, you're stupid, you don't get this? Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, I'll be honest. I'm yeah. still struggling. Yeah. You guys, I don't go to 400 shekel restaurants. I go to falafel stands. And on a good day, I extra, I order an extra falafel ball in my hummus. It's hard, but we have a quality of life here that is unmatched to none. Your kids will make it here. It's yeah. you that yeah. needs to change your attitude. Throw a kid anywhere and they'll be okay. Yeah. But you, the parent, needs to make some uh, head adjustments if you want to succeed here. And uh, many people can. If you want something bad enough, you know, if you come to Israel with the attitude, one foot in the door and one foot out the door, I'll make Aliyah, but after two years, if I don't, if I don't get this job or that job, I'm going to go back to the States or Paris or South Africa. No, that's the wrong attitude because guess what? In two years, you will be back there. When you make Aliyah, you need to put both feet in the country. And that means trying. And if you're going to get laughed at for talking Hebrew, okay. Laugh at, uh, get laughed at. Be in on the joke and laugh back at them. If you're going to not have thick skin, you are really not going to make it here. Remember, we're not building swamps, okay? Like 70 years ago, 80 years ago, our, 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 the people that came before us to build Israel, they were building swamps and dying of malaria. Right. True. Right? Yeah. Is, yeah. You're just trying to survive in Tel Aviv and eat a falafel and, and get a date once in a while. It's a Very, lot different. Yeah. Very different. And it's not, not anything. I mean, you can't even compare. So you're right. You're right. You know, in the 80s, when I used to come here, people, my friends said, could you bring us toilet paper? Right. We've advanced a lot since then, okay? But yeah. guys, when you make Aliyah, first of all, delve into join groups like my group, People Name in Israel Movement on Facebook. Join other things. Go to the Nefesh Benefesh website, Wikipedia or uh, Aliyahpedia, as they call it, and read everything. Get to understand everything because you really need to make an attitude adjustment to make Aliyah. Israel ain't going to change for you. You have to change to fit Israel. Let me repeat. Israel ain't going to change for you. Suddenly, we're not going to have manners and, you know, everything's going to not be bureaucracy and disorganized because you're coming. Yeah, you're coming. Hallelujah. Baruch Hashem. But Israel ain't going to change for you. So you have to adopt to Israel. And that's the biggest thing that Olin need to understand. It's us adopting. We are in Ola. The country is nice enough to accept us. So we have to adopt to the country. Okay. All right. You heard it here. All right. That was, that was great. And I hope everyone learned something. Um, I do kind of ha- take issue with, with that last uh, statement when uh, Liami said, you have to change for Israel. Now, there are um, 
there's a lot of truth to that. It's true. You you need to be flexible. You need to realize it is a foreign country. We've spoken about this. Um, you can't really just come here and say, help me, help me. I really hate that attitude. And a lot of people do kind of come here saying, oh, it's so wonderful and everyone's so helpful. And, you know, it is an aggressive um, culture in a lot of ways. People are rude. Um, people are... You know, there are no niceties. People are loud. Um, when you don't know the language, especially, you know, you really do feel like a foreigner. So you really do, you, you'll do yourself a lot of good if you start listening to Hebrew, watching TV shows, listening to it, you know, learn some phrases. It's true. But the one thing I, I didn't like was when Liami and this, he said, you, ha- you have to change for Israel. Israel's not going to change for you. And that is true. That is true, but I've been saying this for weeks now to all of you. There could be change here if we all get together and make change. I'm not talking about little things like manners. You know, yeah, that can change. And you go into any place where there are a lot of Americans and the the culture will be a little more American. I, I have heard that. I haven't seen it myself, but I think it is, I'm, I'm sure it's true. Um, the customer service, that's, that's where you're going to see the real Middle East culture here. People pick up the phone, they, they're not even talking to you, they're still finishing their conversation with someone else. And, and other things like that, you know, no please, no thank you, no excuse me, things like that. Um, these things can change. I think they should change. I don't, I don't think it's right that we should be like barbarians here. Um, people knock you down and, you know, you'll see people getting on a bus and they just like, shove a, you know, they shove aside the old people. It's just horrible. Um, a lot of things can change. Manners would be nice. I don't think you should have to only be in um, a small community where you know people to be treated with respect. Um, I've seen um, both good and bad, okay, of everything here. And, and, and it's one thing to only look for the good. But, you know, I think it would be great if people started making a dent here and changing the culture a little bit. Um, you know, there's a there's another part of life that Liami didn't say at all, which is funny, which is a part that I see every day with my work with Hasselada Logvulot, is the, the terror and the roads and the, the aggressive um, driving. And it's not just terror. It's, it's not just Arabs and it's not just, you know, anger. It's also Israeli drivers. It's the way people drive here. It's first-generation drivers. You could blame it on a lot of things, but it's just awful. I mean, today, you should see all the incidents, and it's Shabbat. And I have to now translate this horrible, all these accidents and stone-throwing and all this type of thing. And you really have to be, uh, you know, you have to be cognizant of that here. It is a different culture. And when you're living in the city, you don't, you don't see any of this stuff. When you're living out here, you really have to have thick skin and, and be strong and, 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 you know, be tough. You really do have to be tough to live in Israel. And I think Americans are tough and they've become soft in their suburbs, in their little protected lives, in their bubbles. And it's time to come home. It's time to get out of that. You know, we were not meant to live in foreign countries forever. We were only living in foreign countries because there was no Israel. And I was talking to my children about this over Shabbat. Like, can you believe that 72, 73 years ago, there was no Israel? Can you imagine life without an Israel? 
they couldn't really comprehend it. They didn't really understand it. And who am I to tell them? I don't understand it either. My whole life, there's been an Israel. But can you imagine life without an Israel? There's, there's no place you go. And you can only go to countries that would accept you. And we were basically refugees in every country we went to. And we had to get along and be polite and be accepted. And coming back here is kind of like that. And it's uncomfortable. It's hard. Who wants to start over when you're in your 40s and you've already built up your career and your business and built your family and you have your place in your community? Who wants to start over from the bottom? Nobody wants to. It's not comfortable. It's, it's humiliating. But it's worth it. It is worth it. If you just set your pride aside, it is worth it. Your children grow up strong Jews. Your family will blossom and grow before your eyes. There is no better life. There isn't. And your pride can be put aside, you know? You'll build yourself up again. We all do, step by step. You're not alone. You're not going to be the only Ole here. We all had to come and start over. We did it. We do it together. And like Liami said, reach out to all the different support groups of all the different Olim. There are lots of them. We're all here to help. All right, everyone, have a great week. And thanks for listening. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.